you do have produce in the fridge, I would say keep that produce front and center so that you can see it all the time. So I actually keep condiments in the drawers and things like cheese, um, things like that, that last a bit longer in those produce drawers. And then I keep produce front and center. I put cilantro and other herbs in a cup with water so that they stay better longer. It's kind of like putting a bouquet of flowers in a vase. Mm -hmm. It's going to stay well longer that way. And then having the things that need to be eaten at the front and then other things kind of take the back shelf. Hello and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. I'm Diane, I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Today, I bring you my conversation with Sarah Sweistel, the personal finance expert behind the popular TikTok account, You Need a Budget. I talked to Sarah about her journey to drastically reduce her family's monthly grocery bill. With the starting point of $1,200, Sarah experimented with various strategies such as reducing food waste, cooking with ingredients on hand, and shopping at affordable stores like Aldi. Through trial and error, she was able to lower their grocery bill to just $400 a month. Sarah shares her top tips and insights on how you can save money on your grocery bill without sacrificing nutrition or taste. So listen along for tips to learn about how you can shop smarter and reduce your own monthly expenses. But before we get there, I wanted to say, first of all, bear with me here. I'm getting over three weeks of intense allergies. The pollen is out of control here in Columbus, and it's finally, I think I'm finally seeing the light, but it has been a rough three weeks, that's for sure. But I did want to share a resource with you all. And sticking with the theme of this particular episode, I wanted to share one of my favorite easy recipes. It's from the website eatingbirdfood.com. These are easy, no-bake protein balls, and they're one of my favorite snacks to make and then take with us. Really, these are so easy to take wherever you go. I'll be sure to link the recipe in the show notes, but it's fun to play with the different ingredients. She does offer four various ways on her website, but again, I will mix up the protein, I'll change up the nut butter, I'll add chia seeds, coconut, whatever I can pack into these little balls, and this recipe is really just a starting point. But again, towards the end of the episode, we talk about how cutting down on snack foods can massively decrease our expenses each month. Sarah even mentioned that she had been making her own Cheez-Its, which I should probably reach out to her about that recipe. But anyways, wanted to share these protein balls with you. They're one of my favorite things. I've shared the recipe with a ton of friends, so if you try them, let me know. All right, let's get into this conversation with Sarah. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Thanks for having me, Diane. I'm so excited to be on your show. I'm excited to have you here today to talk about grocery store bills, price of inflation, how everything's just skyrocketing, but you are seeming to make it through saving money, buying in bulk, and you're going to give us all the tips and tricks. But before we get there, why don't you go ahead and introduce who you are? And then do you consider yourself to be a minimalist? Sure. So my name is Sarah. I'm the social media manager at YNAB. YNAB's a money management app that helps you take control of your money in a sustainable way. And I've also been running YNAB's TikTok account for about three years now. Uh, so a while back, I decided to do a grocery experiment on TikTok where I tried to spend as little as possible on groceries. And that experiment sort of blew up on TikTok. I think a lot of people are really interested in that topic right now as the grocery prices are getting higher and higher. 
Um, so I've made it into a series where I share tips on how to reduce your growth and cook with what you have on hand. And now I have I have my whole family on board, my husband. I also have two children, 11 and 9. Um, we're having a lot of fun with it and consistently looking for new ways to save money on groceries. Yes, I would definitely consider myself a minimalist. I started my minimalist journey probably... I would say five years ago now, and now we're living in a 28 foot camper. So I'm now a minimalist out of necessity almost. Uh, so yes, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about groceries and savings because I think it's accessible to a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Okay. Well, I did not know you lived in a camper, so that's amazing. <laughs> I was going to ask about your how inflation has affected your family grocery bill, though I'm sure that in certain ways, you're not going to be able to store nearly as much as you could in a home anyways. But over the past couple of years, what did it look like for you? And then how do you think that we're wasting money? So for us, I think we started to notice that it was really easy to spend a lot of money at the grocery store. I mean, for anybody, it's easy to overspend on groceries even before. Now it's happening exponentially for myself and for pretty much everybody I talk to. And so at the end of the month, actually, this whole this whole experiment started because I did a spending recap at the end of the year and found myself not even realizing how much I had been spending on groceries. We were spending 12, 13, one month was $1,700 on food. And that's without even including the dining out money. So it just became really easy for us to spend money. Even on those little trips between the big grocery trips, we were spending a lot of money. So finding ways to cut down on that is really, really important right now. And that's what I focused on during my experiment. Yeah, absolutely. So it's hard to not go to the grocery store regularly because we are, we have so many perishable items. So we have those vegetables or the fruit. I feel like my sons love berries. So we're constantly at Aldi, which I know that's probably not the best place to get your most organic, sustainable berries. But yeah, I feel like I'm going a couple times a week because I want to replenish those stocks of food that we use so often. So what are you suggesting that people do to stop wasting money? And losing money, we'll say too. Where should they start? Where would we start? Well, I think I was finding myself wasting a lot of money by going grocery shopping when I didn't necessarily have to because I already had a lot of what I needed on hand. And so my first tip would be to start with what you have already in your pantry and fridge. So before I go on a big grocery shopping trip, whenever I'm feeling that need, like I'm running out of things and I, I should probably go to the store. If I'm feeling that need, I always do a complete clean out of my pantry and fridge. And I'm always surprised every time, even now, how much I have already in my possession that I can cook with and plan with. And so I just say, go shopping in your own pantry and fridge first. Um, because what happens is if we go shopping before we really need to, a lot of the food that we have on hand is going to go to waste. And that's where a lot of that money can get wasted. Um, if you're buying a lot of produce at a time, it can really, it can tend to go bad in the fridge before you're able to use it all up. So I advise only buying a little bit of produce at a time fresh produce, and then supplementing with frozen and canned. Are there products you like to buy in bulk? You said you don't go to Costco often, which I kind of want to get your opinion on Costco, but I love to buy in bulk at Costco because I can get two giant bags of Quaker Oats 
for, I don't know, like 10, 11, 12 bucks, as opposed to going to Giant Eagle where it's usually five for one container. So even, I guess this is my problem. Even if I have some oats at home, maybe like a bag and a half, it's like, am I going to be back at Costco before we run out? And then I'm going to buy an extra box of Quaker oats. So I guess, I don't know what my question is, but how do I navigate all of this? So I think, you know, at Costco, you're buying a lot in bulk, right? And my advice when you're buying in bulk is, yes, it's very smart because it saves you money. You buy more at once for, you know, when it comes down to it, less money. But you also don't want to be stocking up on things that are going to be taking room in your pantry and taking away from things that you eat often. So when you do buy in bulk, make sure you're buying the things that you know that you'll go through. Um, and also when you go there, you're going to be tempted to buy a lot more than what you planned. So my tip would be to make that list of what you need. I think it's totally fine to go between grocery trips. If you run out of something between trips, that's fine. Just go in with a list and stick to that list. Put some blinders on so that when you're going through the store, you're not buying a all of this extra fluff that I call it. Um, so that would be my tip with Costco. I don't actually shop much at Costco. There hasn't been a lot around where I've been. But when I do, um, I always just try to focus on the things I know that my family and I will eat. And if you do find that you're going through things before between trips, those are the things that you'll probably want to buy in bulk. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think there's room to be not frivolous, but have more of those impulse purchases or, hey, maybe I want to try something new? Is there room in a budget for those purchases that we may be interested in, but maybe they're not the best choice? So I actually go into the store every week telling my kids to pick something out that's just fun for themselves and we build it in. At YNAB, when we use our YNAB budget, we tell people build fun into your budget. And I say, do the same with your grocery budget. Make sure that you have a little bit of room to try things you've never tried before or else you're going to get very bored. So yes, uh, we do buy things that are quote unquote frivolous, but we do it intentionally. We plan on it, if that makes sense. So when it's included in your plan, you can feel a lot better about it. No, that's a great tip. I'll do that sometimes if we go to Trader Joe's. We go to Trader Joe's, I don't know, once every couple of months. And it's like everyone gets to choose one thing that we don't typically get at the grocery store. And that's always an exciting day. But I want to go back to we were talking about how people waste money. And I, I do think that people are throwing away a lot of food. So what are some quick tips here that we can, again, kind of shop what we have in our pantry and our fridge without it going to waste so quickly? So what I do is I'll go through and I'll clean my fridge and my pantry and I'll take a note of everything I have. So just kind of jot down, I write it on my little planner, uh, all the food that I have, and then kind of make a rough plan of what I'm going to do with it. Because once you have a plan for each item, uh, or at least the items that need to be used up more quickly, uh, then you're more likely to use them. And so what I'll do is I'll clean everything out and I'll find the things that need to be used up really soon. And I make what I call an eat me first bin, uh, which is food that needs to get eaten up first. And I will plan my meals around that. And then I find that we're using and cycling through everything um, instead of just having those items that sit in the back of the fridge or the pantry and never get used. We're actually using the things that we buy. So that's what I would recommend. I would recommend doing that. And then also, you said a little bit earlier, do you buy things that we normally don't? We have found that when we stick to the things that we know that we like for the most part, 
that helps as well. Because when I mm-hmm. go out of that, I, t- <laughs> I tend to buy these things. I, I think I still have some rice paper in my pantry that I haven't used in a really long time, you know, and I will, I'll get there eventually, but limit the things that you buy that are outside of your comfort zone and only get them if you plan on making a recipe with them like right away or else they're just going to sit there and go to waste. Yes, absolutely. I think the biggest thing for me that goes to waste are avocados. If I do buy them in bulk, which I need to just tell myself, stop doing this because you can never get to all six of them before they start going bad, ripening at the exact same time. So maybe that's another tip. Try and put them away from each other so that they all have their own time that they're becoming ripe. Also, I bet you know tips on what to store in the fridge and what not. Beyond that, it's how you store things in the fridge. So if you do have produce in the fridge, I would say keep that produce front and center so that you can see it all the time. So I actually keep condiments in the drawers and things like cheese, um, things like that, that last a bit longer in the drawers, in those produce drawers. And then I keep produce front and center. I put cilantro and other herbs in a cup with water so that they stay better longer. It's kind of like putting a bouquet of flowers in a vase. Mm -hmm. It's going to stay well longer that way. And then having the things that need to be eaten eaten at the front and then other things kind of take the back shelf. Um, Also going back to your avocado thing, I've heard that if you store them with bananas, they ripen a lot faster. So whenever we buy avocados, we keep them away from bananas. Or if I have one that's really hard and needs to ripen, I'll put that with the bananas. So that's just a helpful tip with that. Oh yeah. No, they're right next to each other. (laughs) They're in the banana bowl. So (laughs) there you go. There we go. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit more about something called a three purpose meal. So I think this can be really helpful when it comes to eliminating food waste. Can you tell me more about that? I do. I love a good three purpose meal. So I discovered this while I was doing my experiment that if I made a really large meal, it would last a long time. So I would make a large meal. I had this large wok that I would cook a huge meal in. And then a three purpose meal is where you eat some of it for dinner that night. You save some for lunch the next day, and then you freeze the rest for a future time. And I found that that helps me so much because first of all, as a busy mom, not having to worry about lunch the next day is really nice. And then for those days where you just can't think of what you're going to make, you have that um, the food in the freezer that you can take out and you just need to thaw and heat it up. It just has helped me so much with so many things, but most of all, using all the food that I have and then... and putting it to good use and um, saving money that way. So it's just been really helpful for me and my family. And putting that meal in the freezer is like a gift to my future self all the time. I'm so excited. I actually have a meal that I'm going to thaw today and I'm really excited to eat it. We are seeing grocery prices rise over the last couple of years with inflation. Hopefully that comes down sooner than later. But right now, how have you been reducing your grocery bill? I think one of the biggest ways that we've reduced the grocery bill is to 
try to increase the amount of time between grocery shopping trips. So I will do this experiment and I'll, these are my favorite videos to make where I open the fridge and it's looking empty. And I say, how can I be creative today? What are things that I have on hand? Even if we don't have some of the essentials that we normally would have, how can I make a meal with this? How can we get through this day? And we are always surprised at how long we can stretch the time between shopping trips and it's actually a really fun thing for my whole family. The kids get involved. The other day we made pancakes without eggs, milk, or butter. And it was just so fun for us. That's a video that I'm going to be posting really soon. So lengthening the time between shopping trips is a really helpful tip that I've found. Another one, um, going back to the budget, is I was hiding from my budget before. I would spend and record spending, but I wasn't really paying attention to my grocery spending. But with YNAB, we have the ability to be really intentional about our money. It's kind of like envelopes for your money tells you exactly how much money you have available to spend. So I started checking my budget before I shopped every time. And that just told me that told me how much of my money I have that I can spend on groceries for the rest of the month. And then right after my shopping, I would record that spending and it would tell me in real time how much I had left. And that simple practice really helped me to stay on top of it. And checking before I went into the store motivated me to stick to that list, which is a segue into my third tip is make a list before you go shopping and plan out your meals. Now, for me, I find that if I try to plan three meals a day for seven days, that it just isn't sustainable for me and my family. So I simplified it. I pretty much plan two or three meals for the entire week. And I find that if I try to go beyond that we things will go off the rails and we'll never go to plan that list when you go with you and try to stick to that as best as you can. Again, making room for some, some of those fun and frivolous purchases, but having that list is really going to help you as well. Keep that grocery shopping trip to a minimum. I know the last time we went grocery shopping, I didn't listen to that advice at all. And we just kind of went crazy in the store. And that's fun to do sometimes too. But it was amazing to me the difference in cost between that trip and a trip where I'm more intentional with my list and planning. So unless I'm going to Costco or Trader Joe's, I'm buying all my food through the Kroger app or the Giant Eagle app. Do you ever do that? So we travel full time. So it's hard for us to find to get into a rhythm of ordering online. I have done that in the past. And it's been okay. very helpful. I found I think find what works best for you and your family and your living situation and the stores that are around you. When I was back in my home state of Wisconsin, we would shop at Aldi because that was the cheaper option for us. And our Aldi was had a lot of really good selections. So I think it's find what's in your area, do a little bit of research. It could be kind of fun to compare stores and the experiences there and then try ordering and shopping online and then doing grocery pickup and things like that. Figure out what, what works best for you and your family, uh, because that's ultimately what your family is going to stick to. The last thing I wanted to talk to you about is that you took your monthly grocery bill from $1,200 to $400. You gave us a ton of tips on how to really be intentional about the way that we're spending. Do you have anything else to tell us about how you got it that low? So yes, so that was a drastic change for us. And I think the biggest thing was using up what I had on hand. You know, at the time, I 
had so much that was in my pantry that I needed to get through. That's how I was able to reduce it that much and just use what I had on hand. So I will say that. I know I've already said it on this podcast, but do it again and again. Fresh produce center in the fridge, like all of the things that we really talked about. But I think one of the things that I haven't touched on a lot is getting the kids on board as well. If you do have children, uh, I think making it a fun and engaging thing for them is going to make it so that you can actually do this for the long run. So we've noticed that uh, we would eat a lot of snacks as a family and my kids would eat a lot of snacks into the late evenings. And so this has actually helped us be more intentional about when we do eat snacks. We keep them on hand, but it's not as much as it was before. So that would be a big tip for me is the amount of processed snacks that we have been purchasing is a lot less than it was before. And that the price of those can add up really quickly when you're adding, you know, a bag of chips and crackers and cookies to the to the cart. And so for us, we're really intentional about snack time. And then, you know, I'll have them reach for some fruit or make a smoothie if they're hungry between meals. Also, we will make healthy snacks together. And that's been really fun. In one of my videos, we made Cheez-Its together and they were delicious. They were better than the regular Cheez-Its. So just find things that you can do that can cut down on those expensive processed foods, because those are actually some of the foods that are getting really, really high in price right now. And it's actually healthier for us to not be snacking as a family at 1030 p.m. <laughs> so um, it's kind of a win-win situation for us. Yeah, no, I've definitely heard that, that if we were to cut up veggies, have fruit available for our kids, smoothies, like you said, just real food, as opposed to all these processed items that we are bringing in. And look, I, I get it. I do the same thing, not to I sing the praises of Thrive Market, but there are some options on there. They have this popcorn, Lesser Evil popcorn that is pretty good for the price. You're not having to ingest seed oils, which I've been going on this. I don't know if you know anything about seed oils, but I've been going down rabbit holes with these seed oils. But again, I personally love goldfish. I'm going to buy them every so often, but I wonder what it would look like if we started making some goldfish and trying, like you said, your cheese it recipe or doing some of these things for ourselves, not just for the health benefits, but also budgets. And groceries would be a lot more affordable if we just cut it out. And that's really hard to do, but just slowly cut some of those things off your list and your kids can adapt and your kids can find things that they love. I was just feeding my kids celery with peanut butter the other day with the little raisins, ants on a log. So I think just getting creative and I don't know, maybe really filling up at mealtime so that they're not as hungry to snack. So that's also another way to nip a little bit of that. But do you have anything else that you wanted to share before we wrap up the conversation? One of the important things to remember when you're starting your own journey, if you want to reduce your own grocery bill is to know that everybody is different. Take one step at a time if you need to. You don't need to go from $1,200 to $400 in a month. You know, any any change that you make is going to be beneficial to you and your life. Know that it can take time to change your habits. So even if it's just one of the things that we talked about today that you want to implement with your family, it is going to benefit you. You don't need to do it all at once. Um, if you want to, that's great. You're welcome to, but just find what works for you. Know that everybody is different. Everybody's journey is different and whatever pace that you go is the right one. Great. Well, where can listeners find you if they want to connect with you online? 
So you can find me at on our TikTok account. It's YNAB official, Y-N-A-B official, all one word. You can also find more about the YNAB app at YNAB.com. We have free resources and classes. We also have a class about saving money on groceries um, that we do occasionally as well. So keep an eye out for that. And you can also find us all over social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So whatever your preference is, you can find us there. Perfect. Well, I didn't prompt you for this, but if you've been listening to my podcast, you probably know I ask every guest two questions at the end. And the first one is, what has been a beneficial resource to you that you'd like to share with the listeners? So speaking of podcasts, I have been loving the Budget Nerds podcast because the host Ben and Ernie have been such a fun and engaging. They have such a fun and engaging way of talking about money. Um, It just makes you feel like I can do this. They actually have an episode called Simplify that I would highly recommend. And they have another one about grocery shopping as well. And Ernie, um, they're actually my coworkers at YNAB. And Ernie has some really good tips on grocery shopping. He has three teenage boys. So uh, I would definitely recommend checking that out. So it's a great insight how to simplify your finances and your grocery shopping trips. So I would highly recommend that podcast. Okay. I will have to check it out. I'm looking at it right now. This sounds great. Cool. Um, well, my last question for you is what is something you can't stop talking about? Okay. So I am really going down the rabbit hole of regrowing food in, in your house. So right now I replanted these, um, I don't know if you can see, I, I know your audience, yeah, but I'm holding up. I, um, I'm currently trying to regrow some green onions at home, but I'm finding all of these things that you can regrow just from what you buy in the store. So you can regrow green onions, celery, romaine, lettuce, garlic, ginger, all of these things in your home. And you can find resources on YouTube or TikTok on how to do that. So I'm excited to give that a try. And I'm definitely going to be uh, documenting that on TikTok as well. Yes. Like I said, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, so I am really looking forward. Actually, I'm not a green thumb. My husband is more of the gardener, but we were growing basil last year, tomatoes, peppers of all sorts. We loved putting basil, fresh basil on our eggs in the morning. We would do just eggs, fresh basil and feta. And it was just our breakfast almost every morning of the summer. But all that to say, when you go to the grocery store, basil is so expensive. All summer long, we had this basil and then we saved a bunch of it. So I think gardening, if you have the ability to do that, or even like you said, buying these things and then trying our best to regrow them. That is a great tip here to end on. Uh, Yes. Thank you so much for having me, Diane. What did you think of the episode? I hope you enjoyed the conversation. To learn more about today's guest, including links, resources related to everything discussed today, visit the episode page at minimalistmomspodcast.com, where you can find the entire podcast archive, as well as my book, Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with Simplicity, or other ways to connect or work with me online. If you'd like to support the podcast, the easiest and most impactful thing you can do is subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a rating or review of your favorite episode. Lastly, sharing the show or your favorite episode with friends on social media is very helpful and will encourage others on their journey to think more and do with less.